0: The guy's tough, man. Uh, uh, you know, he, he, he's playing something, he's just tough. I know he's going to battle back, he's going to you know, come back stronger, you know, he, he, he's, he's hungry, he wants to play, and I know he's going to, you know, do whatever it takes to, you know, get back out there on the floor.
1: Don't mean to sound cheesy, but how much were you guys playing for him down the stretch to get this win tonight?
0: It all was for him. Um, you know, that guy, you know, came in to the game and, you know, when we were, you know, going through our, you know, downside of the game. You know, he came in and brought some good energy. You know, and, uh, it was tough to see him go down. But, uh, you know, that, that game's for him. Uh, we had to win it for him. You know, that's a hard situation, Steve, because you know that um, you, first and foremost, you think about the team. Um, you think about the player. You think about how he feels. Um, you know, your team is clearly affected by it because they care about him, which is a good sign. Um, and... Um, and then you have to go play, and that's hard. Um, but, uh, you know, I thought that, you know, if anything, the player wants your team to play with that kind of enthusiasm and that kind of passion that those guys played with in the last eight minutes and 37 seconds or whatever it was. So, um, you know, you, again, you feel you hope for the best. Um, you know, I've, I've seen some injuries that have been pretty nasty over my time, and, um, you know, hopefully this isn't one of them. Um, it doesn't sound like it from the early indications. Marcus Marcos down. It's a somber night in the garden. This is The Garden Report. It's Celtics blogging seal in the radio. Oh, I'm Jared Weiss. With me, my friend Jimmy Toscano. It's late. We've been, uh, there's been a lot of reporting getting done. Jimmy's going to need a moment here. I'm going to try to carry on. Uh, Marcus Smart sprained his ankle very severely. Uh, he went down. I mean, everybody has seen it by now. If you haven't seen it, it's everywhere. Just find it.
1: it. There you go.
0: Or CLNSRadio.com you or CelticsBlog.com. That's a very good point. It's a very good point. But we're not showing it here because we're not going to see it on the show. However, it was it was a horrific injury. Uh, you see it, the way that he rolled his ankle and then tried to push off of the ankle while it was rolled. You see the way that he reacted. We, th- we were thinking a uh, break, uh, ma- uh, severe tear, season over. Uh, he's going to be out for a while. The Celtics are going to get him back at some point here. Uh, but let's just let's kind of go through the evening here. So I basically just said what well, my and the people around me. Entire evening? Yeah. So, so you woke you up. <laughs> I, got, I got here at about 5 o'clock. Okay, so. Marcus Smart goes down what was your first instinct there?
1: My first instinct is what happened to his knee because that's the trend in the NBA. Yeah. It's just, it's, you know, not even in the NBA but in all, you know, football, everything, ACL, ACL, ACL. I didn't get a great view of it live, so I was, you know, looking for a replay for a while. I finally saw one. Saw the replay. I mean, ankles should not bend that way. And that <laughs> was an extreme bending of the ankle. My ankle actually hurt after after watching it. Um, so <laughs> immediately I thought broke, broken, you know, yeah. broken ankle. Dude's got strong bones. He drinks his milk for that thing, not to snap in half sure. after that. Um, to take a stretch, I mean, to, to need to take a stretcher off the court for a, uh, an ankle sprain tells you how serious the ankle sprain is. So we can obviously assume multiple, multiple weeks here, not like a one to two week thing, I would say more than that. I'm not going to speculate. I'm not a doctor, although I play one on the show. Yeah. But um, it's, it hurts the Celtics, obviously. It kills him. He's up to this point, was their best bench player, and maybe even their only good bench player. The, the bench was awful the last couple of games, so for him to go down, it, it, it's tough. And Avery Bradley said after the game, you know, coming from a guy who's dealt with his fair share of injuries at a young age, he you hate to see that. Um, they're all hoping for the best. You know, we are too. We don't want to, you know, you don't want to see a young guy, you don't want to see anybody go down, but especially a young guy who is just starting to get comfortable in the league, go down, and, and you know, now he's going to be behind everything when he comes back. So
0: we'll see. It's almost like a rite of passage to have a lower body injury on the Celtics right. if you're a guard. All these guys have dealt with some sort of joint injury. Add to the list. Uh, yeah. The thing is, he, his rookie season has been pretty interesting so far. He's made a lot of amazing plays. He his, The overall production hasn't been quite at the level that a lot of people were expecting. But he's, he's shown flashes mm-hmm. of what makes him a number six pick. Yeah. And I'm just so far. What has been your kind of takeaway from him in the
1: small sample size that we got so far, with only five games into the season? Well, the defense, I think, right. I mean, he's a guy that Brad Stevens is defense first. He wouldn't be putting him in, in games if, if he was a you know a civ or a matador or whatever one of those guys are. Uh... No,
0: no, they're matadors. Yeah, okay, that's good. what they are. Good.
1: Um, so that's what stands with me. He's tough. Everyone says that. I'm not breaking any news here. He's a tough guy. He's in your face on defense. Um, when he's out, they they had some success with the three guard lineup because of the the defense that he plays out there and the three point shot is something that I've, I've been a little bit surprised of but he's take he's definitely taking it more than when I than I thought and he's hitting it more than I thought he would too. So I've been impressed with the kid. I really hope this isn't a huge setback. I mean, if it is just, if it is a ankle sprain, I mean, he's not dead. Like he's going to come back eventually from the ankle that sprain. we know of. Right. He's going to come back from the ankle sprain whether whenever that is, he will have make a full recovery. Stephen Curry has sprained his ankles I think 82 times now, mm-hmm. and he's still you know, an amazing player in the NBA. Mm-hmm. So I don't think there's anything we need to worry about long-term, it's just something that in the near future is gonna affect them. And also because tomorrow, or tonight Roger Rondo won't be playing, so mm-hmm. Phil Pressey's gonna get the start most likely, or maybe not, but he's gonna get plenty of minutes. And my point is Pressy, we're gonna see a lot of Pressey. And
0: in the thing, in the thing is, Pressey Pressy got into the game in the fourth quarter. Now we found out about Rondo missing not traveling with the team after the game he didn't play for much of the fourth quarter then got in there at the end I'm going to assume that they didn't decide in the middle of the fourth quarter that they were (laughs) going to remove the screws from his hands so this is probably known well ahead of time Uh, so they plan on getting Pressy in there in the fourth quarter Pressy said after the game that coach tells him every single game that tonight could be his night so I guess he probably said the same thing. in Pressey was ready, and it was very apparent. I mean, he yeah. he ran the team well. He got four assists in the nine minutes. He looked he looked like the good Pressey that we were seeing last season, and it looks like he didn't lose a
1: step. I mean, yeah, if they want a point guard in there, they'll put Pressey. I don't think you can put Turner in there and expect things to go as smoothly as you know you want them with Pressey because he's such a great passer, and he, and he really does, he does control does control it out there offensively. I mean, he's not going to go off for 25 30 points. He's not a, still not a great shooter, but he's a point guard that can distribute the ball and I think he mimics Rondo in a lot of ways in that sense. So, kind of side him in there and I think the the players around him will be a little bit more comfortable with him at the point. That doesn't mean Turner's not going to get his get time at the one, you know, with Rondo and Smart out down, you know, down the road, especially with Smart, but I think we're going to see a lot more pressy than we would have than we did at like we would have, I think, you know, mm. after after his performance tonight.
0: Now, you know, the real question is how is Pressy fit as a replacement for Marcus Smart in this long-term uh, absence?
1: Well, he's a different different type of player. Yes. Definitely. Definitely. Different less scoring, player. obviously. He's going to be asked to do less. And he's not going to get I don't think he's going to get, you know, he's not just going to go from 0 to 60. They're not, you know, this isn't a full-time backup point guard for the Celtics. I think he's going to get more minutes and they're going to have run similar sets that we'll have Rondo set but they're not gonna ask, they're not gonna ask him to be taking the same types of shots that that
0: smart would be taking okay well that's gonna do it for part one we'll leave you with some more reactions to what happened with Marcus smart we'll come back for part two with some uh, some more fun stuff and some more game breakdown this is the garden report we'll be right back I mean it's, it's part of the game you know the only thing we can do is uh, be by his side supporting um, don't know the final... Diagnosis? Have you had had a chance to just speak to him since the game ended? No, I haven't. haven't. Um, You know, I'm gonna reach out to him like always and be a good teammate. But you know, that's not because I just got to be a good teammate. That's because that's that's family. Marcus Smart. Many discussions. Marcus Smart. You know, he's he's a guy that um, been through a lot. Um, He's gonna fight fight his way. He's mentally tough. He's been mentally tough since he got here. You know, we've been on him. You know, being the rookie, you got to learn real fast. But um, we've been on him. And I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that he's going to do everything he needs to do to get back there, get back out there on the floor. But um, make sure he's just 100% healthy. <laughs> <laughs> it feel good to be the one called on and then you hit the free throws and rub it in the face? Nah, I don't feel good. I mean, he's the worst free throw shit on the team. <laughs> I that. that's not a good feeling, so. <laughs> What am I complaining about? No, you're not
1: complaining. I'm saying you're so, not complaining. I'm saying, you're not why, why would I?
0: I got one of the greatest jobs in the world. I'm playing one of the greatest sports in the world. I'm in one of the greatest cities in the world. I have great teammates who, who make me comfortable and make me want to come to work every day. And uh, I'm getting to do what I love to do. So I, I don't have any complaints. You complain about <laughs> <laughs> your job? Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're back for part two now. I hope you stop laughing because Gerald Wallace was hilarious tonight. And once. it was cool. He got called on. He's always cool. He, I mean, Gerald Wallace. He's cool, man. Cool Gerald. That's not his name. He's really cool, man. Up. You know, but, like, you know, yeah. <laughs> like that. Uh, so, did you do, man? Was really, uh, really on fire tonight. he Comes in, he hits those free throws. I asked. I, I thought he was going to say. I asked him. I thought he was going to be like, oh yeah, it was yeah. really cool. Was like no, that's how I felt it, for him. Yeah. I was like, yeah, screw you, Andy. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Uh but no, no, he's just like, nope, that means I'm the worst. That means on the I team. suck at freaking. So, yourself. yeah, so that was, <laughs> I mean, he's, he's a pretty, he's got a good humility. You got to yeah. respect that. Um, and Brad Stevens had great praise for him tonight, saying that I love Gerald Wallace, one of my favorites of all time, because mm-hmm. he's never once complained about his role, which is really funny because at the beginning of last year, he was complaining a lot about his role, but he adjusted pretty quickly and now he's considered a great leader on this yeah. team. Um, but, I mean, how did it feel to. See him. I mean, it was just—it was a funny moment,
1: really. Oh yeah, absolutely. It was—it it was funny. I was like, "What's Gerald going to do here?" Like, mm-hmm. you know. And then I was—I was, I was kind of surprised that they kept him in the game. Yeah. I thought maybe Stevens was going to sub him right out after. You know, get out of there. You're cold. You know, we—you know—we want to get somebody out there, spend the game. But no, they like, kept James him out Young, there. for instance. Yeah. Right. Was a feature. Here. Um. Well, he was just as cold as Gerald was, so I didn't think that he would go in. But he stick. He kept in. He played well, and he was a huge reason. He was the main player defensively on the last shot of the game for Indy, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it really does just go to say that you always do have to be ready no matter what situation is. I'm sure the last thing he was thinking was that I'm, if I do win this game, I'm going to have to hit free throws like right away before I even <laughs> like dribble the basketball. But he was ready for it. He hit both and he knocked it down. Um, with the whole like regarding his attitude, his pleasant attitude. I mean, I think it just goes to show like Stevens is up front of this guy. It's not one of those. I think some coaches, would just try to avoid it or avoid the topic and just say, you know, like, oh, play when he's called upon. But, it, you know, Stevens told him, like, this is a deal. Like, we're going to be playing these guys, these guys. You know, you're the veteran, you're the leader on this team. We expect you to sort, you know, to have the right positive attitude about this and to be sort of like a player coach in a way. And he's embracing the role, and I think it's a great thing.
0: Well, you know, the thing is, is that he's a guy that, he just he gets out there. I mean, that's why he got the crash nickname. He's a guy that it's all effort for him. Yeah. And he really shows that. And although the skill and the physicality isn't nearly what it used to be, I mean, at least he got out there and he kinda he showed why he's still a valuable player, even mm-hmm. if he's making way more money than he should be considering his output.
1: Right. And the th- other thing I like about him is like he's like Steven said, he's one of his favorite guys. Wallace isn't the guy that's really going to call out his coaching. He's, he's going to call out his teammates, though. Like, his yeah. play, like the younger guys, the guys that are maybe aren't doing everything that they could be doing or should be doing, whether it's in practice or you know off the court. Or, he's kind of like the – he was kind of like Brad Stevens as a voice last year. Yeah. If Brad Stevens didn't want to ruffle any feathers as a first-year coach. It's a muscle for yeah, the muscle. Yeah, exactly. He's like yeah. the yeah. bouncer on the team, you know what <laughs> I mean? So I, and I, I think that he kind of relishes that,
0: you know, being able to do that. Okay, well, he may not be the physical bouncer, because that title is definitely for Jared Solinger. He's the yes. guy doing a lot of wrestling <laughs> nice. and a lot of shoving around. <laughs> and, uh, him and him and Hibbert were doing a lot of grappling tonight. And it was yeah. really fun to watch, and it was one of my two matchups I was really excited to see in this game. Uh, what but, was the other one? Oh, it was Chris Copeland and Rajon Rondo. It was oh. a fascinating one. We won't even, we won't even get, get even into that one. I'll, I'll get into it a little <laughs> bit before we finish the show up. But, of course. I mean, just you got to see... Solinger go against Hibbert. I remember last year he had a he had this little streak where he went up against a bunch of big guys to really Mm -hmm. test himself out. We talked about it on the show. Hibbert was I mean, he got killed by Howard and Duncan, I believe, in those games. But Hibbert, he really shut down. Now, of course, that was kind of a a downward slope that Hibbert was kind of at the top of at that point. Uh, But I mean, Hibbert's tonight. He was the go to guy for his team. And he had, he had good numbers. He was pretty efficient. But I thought Solinger really gave him as good a fight as you could want out of a guy that has about a, what, like a six inch well, that, differential there?
1: Yeah, that's the biggest difference is the height. I mean, and I, people say, like, if Solinger was a little bit taller, he'd be one of the greatest centers, you know. Well, yeah, freaking mean, game. If Alan Iverson was a little bit taller, he right. would have
0: been the best center ever, sure.
1: Right, well, come on. But um, the thing that stands out, I, I thought they both. Did what they do well. I thought Hibbert still did his thing. He ended up with 11 boards, 22, re- 22 points. Um, Selinger was a little limited on the, you know, on the rebounds, which is a stark comparison to against the Raptors when there really wasn't a legit center on that yeah. team. For you know, was out, and then you go from really nobody to Hibbert. That's a big difference. I thought he was a little limited on the glass. Um, but other than that, I, but yeah, it was, a, it was a good matchup. I think the other thing about Hib- uh, Hibbert is people think he's kind of soft at times, and you'll never hear that really out of Selinger. It's kind of like Selinger's like in your face, kind of going uh, nonstop, whereas Hibbert, some people say he's a little, he can be a little timid, and we definitely saw that at points last season, what you were just talking about when he went through that terrible stretch.
0: All right, let's do box and we're going to do play the night instead of baller the night. We're going to mix things up a little bit. So first, the bows over
1: to you. mixing it up. Over to me? Over to you. My stat of the night, my boxing out is seven. Okay. Lucky number seven. And that is Jeff Green's rebounding total, which doubles as the team lead in rebounds for the night. Which is historic because that's probably never happened. It's it's never happened in the history of of Jeff Green's basketball career, I think. I would go out on a limb and say that. It's
0: probably like six foot two when he was like twelve <laughs> years old. Still couldn't lead the team in rebound <laughs> yeah. because he just wasn't aggressive enough that yeah. night. He, he needs to get more aggressive that night. He
1: didn't, needed to be. Danny Ainge needed to put it in his contract.
0: That's true. So so <laughs> incentives hit uh, for me. Unless I guess the team must have had a low turnover incentive in their contracts tonight because mm-hmm. they had twenty eight total team turnovers the game before. Yeesh. They had twelve in this game. So well done, guys. Wait, how many less is that? That is 16 less. <laughs> That's how you're
1: thinking about it. Uh, subtraction,
0: guys. Always doing math on the show. Always trying to keep yeah. yourself sharp at midnight. Um, so, yeah, that, that was great. Uh, mostly because Evan turnover. And I said Evan, not Eric. I messed, messed up in the last show. But Evan turnover Did didn't turn Eric it actually? over too, too much tonight. So that was good. Uh, and Phil Pressey had a really nice outing there. He didn't even turn the ball over. No, he turned it over once. But he had four assists. That was good. Uh, so play of the game. I'll let you do your play second because I I like that play better. It's more crucial. Uh, My play of the game, Marcus Smart, who ironically isn't finishing the game. I know. Rest in peace, buddy. Uh, He's guarding Donald Sloan. Sloan goes up for the three, and he smothers him, takes the ball away, flies down court, and then, ladies and gentlemen, Damian (laughs) Rudez. I hope I said well, that right. You know who that is. From Yugoslavia. By the way, on his ESPN <laughs> profile, it doesn't say where in Yugoslavia. It just says from Yugoslavia. Oh, yeah. Um, from so, everywhere in so Yugoslavia. He's from everywhere in Yugoslavia. He is Yugoslavia. Yeah. He, he leaps from Yugoslavia, smacks the ball. I even knocked over my water <laughs> off the table. And it was, it was awesome. It was just rejection on rejection. So much action. Smart was skying.
1: For that tomahawk
0: it. which he's probably not going to be doing for a while considering the ankle injury so that's pr- pretty mm-hmm. much our last good look at marcus smart making a huge athletic play just for keep a while playing that yeah exactly head. i'm just going to play it over and over and over again but yeah so i thought that play was awesome i think it epitomized how much fun this game was it was a lot of running not a lot of pretty half-court offense in the middle of the game nope. but we kind of bookended it with some nice half-court offense but that was a fun play and it was exciting
1: I'm excited just talking about yeah, it. Yeah, and
0: your play is kind of the opposite of it, but it was still very crucial.
1: Yeah, well, mine kind of goes with hand in no hand offense. with my player of, yes. or with my stat of the game, which would probably be my player of the game, which would be Jeff Green, because of this play, the offensive rebound to seal the deal. Nobody wants to, nobody wants to, you know, make a big deal over offensive rebounds or not that great fun thing like your block or your dunk. But to be real, Celtics missed the shot. It was just setting up perfectly for the Pacers to grab the rebound and. Call a timeout or bring it down the court and hit the game winner, but no. Jeff Green said, "I'm going to grab this rebound." That, we are that, going to. That's
0: how we pronounce it too. Yes. I remember I could hear it from press row. Yeah, and, and who did he do
1: it over? Over his buddy and former, or you know, alum, you know, uh, Georgetown alum. Excuse me, uh, Roy Hibbert, who
0: he also beat in a jump ball just before yes. that play, a, little, a few plays before that. So Jeff, basically, what we're trying to say, Jeff Green is a better center. So Jeff
1: Green's night.
0: Yeah. It was the night that Jeff Green rained. It was the night that Marcus Smart went down, and it's another night where we end the show. Hoya on Hoya crime, though. I know. A lot lot of Hoya stuff going down tonight. (laughs) Uh, Like the Garden Report on Facebook. Please. Download the show on iTunes. Listen to the audio version, because you shouldn't be watching us while you're driving unless you're driving an automated car, in which case, yeah, sit back and enjoy the show. Um, and then don't forget to download the CLNS Radio mobile app. If there is someone with a drivable or self-driving car, I'd appreciate a donation to me. I definitely could use one of those. Yep. So- You could for- use
1: new microphones. Ours crapped out in the middle of this yes, one. Yes, that's
0: true. If you didn't notice, ours crapped <laughs> out and our light is crapping out too. So let's get out of here. Jimmy Toscano, Jared Weiss, we're out of here, peace. I'm going to do the Tony Reality one tonight. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, it was it's, it's a big adjustment. I mean, everybody wants to play. But I mean, I know Coach has a plan, and uh, I trust in him. And when my name's called, I just have to be ready. Um, on good teams, you have to sacrifice. And I know we have a lot of good guards on this team. So whenever it's my turn, I'm going to be ready. Yeah, I mean, once we found out that, I mean, he put his thumbs up that let us know that he's still good in good spirits, and uh, we just wanted to get this win for him. And I'm glad we got it. Uh, I'm going to talk to him after this game, make sure he's doing all right. Can
1: coach, give you a heads up before this game that you might be playing a bigger role in Yeah, I mean, he says that every, he says that every game. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: like, stay ready, stay ready. So and my mom's staying ready, expecting to get in. And if I don't get in, um, count down the days for the next game so I can get in. So uh, just my mindset. I mean, I love playing this game. And whenever he puts me, I'm going to give it my all. <laughs>